ladies and gentlemen, the battle for America continues. And now your host, Max McGuire. Back with the second hour of the Conservative Daily Podcast. Welcome. If you haven't watched the first hour, definitely make sure you check it out. Not um, typical programming, but very important nonetheless. If we can change the title just in case anyone comes, Mr. Producer on the screen and, and joins now, they don't think we're still talking about the lockdowns because this hour we are talking about the audit, the subpoenas that were due yesterday. As we've covered on the show, the Arizona State Senate subpoenaed both Dominion and Maricopa County, saying that they needed a few more things to complete the forensic audit of the 2020 election in Maricopa County. And yesterday's deadline came and went, and there were no documents produced, there were no passwords surrendered, and there were no modems or, or, or wireless routers handed over. Instead, what we got from Maricopa County and from Dominion were snarky emails where they truly believe they are untouchable. We're going to read those email, those sorry, those letters. They sent letters to this, the state Senate. We'll read those and we'll get Joe's reaction. He just dropped off. He is on the road. So we're trying to get him to call in cell services a little spotty where he is at the moment. Try my best. That's thanks. not trying my best here. It's okay. It's okay. It's not, it's not handing, it's not giving too much information about where Joe is because there's a lot of cell service that's spotty all over the country. Um, but l let's go ahead and, and we'll put up the image, the images. We'll, uh, let me get set up here because yeah, the, the subpoena was due yesterday. It was due yesterday. And let's put up what Maricopa County responded with. This is image number one. This is Maricopa County's response to the subpoena. Hopefully everyone can read that. Dear Senators, it is now August of 2021. The election of November 2020 is over. If you haven't figured out that the election in Maricopa County was free, fair, and accurate yet, I'm not sure you ever will. The reason you haven't finished your audit is because you hired people who have no experience and little understanding of how professional elections are run. The board has real work to do and little time to entertain this adventure in Never Never Land. Please finish whatever it is you are doing and release whatever it is you are going to release. I am confident that our staff and volunteers ran the election as prescribed by federal and state law. There was no fraud. There wasn't an injection of ballots from Asia, nor was there a satellite that beamed votes on, into our election equipment. It's time for all elected officials to tell the truth and stop encouraging conspiracies, release your report, and be prepared to defend any accusations of misdeeds in court. It's time to move on. That is a letter from Maricopa County to the State Senate of Arizona, a response to a subpoena, a subpoena that a judge has already previously ruled can be enforced. We're going to talk about it in a little bit, just how complicated enforcing it would be right now. But these are legal, lawful, enforceable subpoenas. If you or I got subpoenaed by the state legislature and we responded, it's time to move on. I got better things to do. You're not getting anything from me. You or I would be behind bars. We'd be arrested, held in contempt. What is that? What is that crap? I mean, that looked like it was written by a, a high schooler mad at their parents. Dominion's wasn't all that much better because Dominion also sent a little bit of a snarky letter in response. Go ahead, put up image number two. Here's Dominion. At least they cited legal precedent and it's a little bit smaller so, Mr. Bruce, if you can zoom in a little bit, we don't need the header as much. Just if you can zoom in, make it a little bit bigger so people can read it. I'll read it along. Perfect. I am responding on behalf of Dear Mr. Langhofer. I am responding on behalf of Dominion Voting Systems, Inc. to a July 23rd, 2021 letter from Senate President Karen Fan purporting to issue a, quote, public records request, end quote, to Dominion under the Arizona Public Records Law. Dominion is not a public officer or public body and therefore has no obligation to make its records available for public inspection. And then they cite the law and they cite precedent. It says public records and other matters in the custody of any officer shall be open to inspection by any person at all times during office hours. Officer means any person elected or appointed to hold any elective or appointive office of any public body. Relatedly, Dominion's privately owned security keys and confidential passwords are not, quote, public records, end quote, subject to disclosure under the law. 
discussing meaning of public record under the law without giving any indication that public records include the private property of a private corporation, yada, yada, yada. Then, then they say, accordingly, because the law has no application, Dominion will not produce or allow inspection of the materials requested in Senator Fan's July 23rd letter. So let me sum that up for you. Maricopa County was basically na-na-na-boo-boo. You're not getting it. We got better things to do. Suck it up. It's over. Not a legal response to a subpoena. Dominion's response, at least a little bit more tailored. And listen, that they have, an, they have a legal argument. It, it's a legitimate argument. I think it's wrong. We'll explain why in a second. Their argument was it can't be a public record because we're not a public entity, which sounds okay. I'm sure they can get a liberal judge somewhere to agree with them. The problem being, it really isn't that simple. It's a lot more complicated than that. And I want to get into two specific cases explaining why it's a little bit more complicated than Dominion made it out to be. Let's go ahead and put up my screen, Mr. Producer. This is a case from 2005. It involves Iowa State University's foundation. Just to give a little backstory, Iowa State University set up a foundation that was going to do fundraising and everything. Someone wanted to get public records about the foundation. So, hey, you are a foundation raising money for a public university. Uh, I want to use the public records law to look at your books. And they argued, no, we are not the university. We are a separate private entity that was set up to work with the university. Well, the court didn't agree with that right? The court ruled that the fundraising arm had to make its public records available for inspection and copying just because it was technically a private entity, because it was connected with a public entity and it was doing work on behalf of a public entity, the public records law still applied. Now, this is in Iowa. This isn't in Arizona. This is in Iowa. And here is from the order. Petitioners or their attorneys are hereby given full and complete access to all public records of Iowa State University Foundation. Petitioners and or their lawyers shall have the right to examine all such public records at reasonable times and places. So this case, very interesting, not Arizona, but usually when you have complex questions like this, you're looking to other states to see how they solved the problem of how do you, what happens when a private organization is doing a public job? Then there's another case. Let's go ahead and put up my screen again. This comes to us from Ballotpedia. I love this website. It, the case was the Tennessean versus Powers Management, also known as Allen v. Day. Just to put this in perspective, in Tennessee, there was a uh, there was an arena, Nashville Arena. It was a, a stadium, right? Arena. It was managed by a private company. It was managed by a private company. But the arena itself, to my understanding, was public or, or had some kind of pri private-public partnership. So the Tennessean local newspaper sued the, one that, the company that had the government contract under the state's public records law. And that powers management organization, they said, no, we don't have to hand over any records about our management of the stadium because we are a private entity. We are not a, a public entity. We're, we're a company. Well, that went to court and they lost. The trial court ruled, I'll read right here. The trial court ruled in favor of the newspapers, determining that, that Powers, the, the organization management, was the functional equivalent of a public body and thus subject to the law. They then ordered that the, that the settlement be, uh, be moved forward. I, I mentioned these cases because, yeah, they are not in Arizona. But I don't think you're going to find a case in Arizona because this is much more complex and, and, and frankly, not something that wh whether it be the founders or previous generations would have thought about, right? If you had, if you had told the founding fathers, one day elections are going to be run by these multinational corporations and they're going to use all these fancy computers and they're going to connect to the internet. Once you explain what all that meant to the founders, uh, but they were smart guys, they would have understood it. If you explained that that was how elections were going to be run, the founders would say, well, yeah, that, that has to be considered a public entity because they're performing a public good. The founders would have laughed at Dominion's letter that, yes, we just conducted elections in 28 states. 
in 2020. That's what Dominion did. We conducted elections in 28 states. And even though we were performing a public good, we are a private company. You have no right to any of our records pertaining to any of it. You don't even have the right to the password to access the machines that the local governments own. Think about that. These counties, towns, they bought the machines, but Dominion says the password to access the machine is classified, proprietary. It never would have, it would, never would have flown. And so when you look at these other cases, whether it be um, Iowa State University Foundation or um, this powers management, this, this uh, stadium in Nashville, we need to settle this. Because I've been saying this on the podcast for a while, Dominion is a quasi-public entity. I say that over and over again. A quasi-public entity is a private company that is performing a public service. It is, it, 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 it's, a, it's a kind of murky area that the law was never written to deal with. It never was. It was never written to deal with the, the concept of an election company refusing to hand over the password to the election machines. I mean, there's also the argument that the election couldn't have been legal if that password wasn't handed over because you have to have complete control over the systems in order for it to be legal for that election. Um, so we have to settle this. And the challenge is, the challenge in all of this is, technically, right now, the Arizona State Senate is not in session. This is where it gets really, really murky. The Arizona State Senate is not in session. This is something we pushed for a lot said, don't go out of session, keep it in session. You're going to probably need to come back. You're going to probably need to uh, start issuing more subpoenas. Without the state Senate being in session, we have the, it's going to be very hard. It's going to be very hard for Arizona to enforce these subpoenas. Now, maybe they can get in front of a judge and maybe that judge will enforce it. The problem is in order to hold Dominion or Maricopa County in contempt, they would need a vote. And the vote can't happen. My understanding is the vote can't happen if the Senate is out of session. And they're out of session until 2022. So what happens? Where do we go from here? Is, is this quite literally just Dominion just gets to run out the clock? Well, that seems to be what they're trying to do, which is why we are running a fax blast today. And I'm going to put the link in the description because this whole fight illustrates, is a prime example of why there needs to be a national audit. There needs to be a national audit because you cannot have all these states with their limited um, subpoena powers, with their limited investigatory powers, you can't trust a state. And that's not going after Arizona State Senate. They do, they, they're doing a great job with this so far. But ultimately, Arizona is going to have a hard time going after documents held in Canada or held at the headquarters in Denver. They're going to have a hard time. Now, maybe they get a judge that, that agrees with them, says, hey, you're doing business in the state, therefore you have to give us the records. But there's just going to keep, Dominion's just going to keep playing the shell game. And they're just going to keep trying to push it out longer and longer and longer. So you need a nationwide audit. You need it. You absolutely need it. And the reason you need it is because did you guys see the video that Code Monkey put out yesterday? I mean, this is the insane part of all this. When American history is written, there will be a chapter on Code Monkey and Cyber Ninjas. I think that's awesome. I think that's fabulous. So Code Monkey put out a video yesterday because Code Monkey, if you don't know who he is, he, he's on, he was on Twitter. I don't know if he's anymore. He's on Telegram now. Um, he has a, a whistleblower from inside Dominion. Who has they said he's not in Arizona, but a whistleblower inside Dominion who says that he has handed over documents that illustrate that Dominion has lied, not just under oath before some of these legislative bodies in the states, but also before Congress. So this is the video that Code Monkey put out yesterday, Mr. Bruce. So let's play cut number one. Voting systems are, by design, meant to be used as closed systems that are not networked, meaning they, they are not connected to the internet. 
there is no internet connectivity uh, at all. They are not designed to be connected to the outside world through either an internet connection or any other uh, external connect connectivity device. Do we have these passwords in the system? Or not the world's passwords. What's that? The state won't let us have our own password? Does Dominion have any way to remotely access any of the information on any of the equipment or have remote access within the machines themselves? No. Does anybody have access, to the best of your knowledge? No. You're connected to the internet. Right. right. This one has wireless. Right. But the devices are grayed out. Oh, I see. Okay. So, but you'd be able to go in and do that, though, right? Yeah. By, by unlocking it and putting the password in? So, that was a video that CodeMonkey had released, and he is working with a whistleblower from Dominion who has handed over some documents that suggest that this whistleblower has some kind of in-depth access or did have some in-depth access into the Dominion system because he says these are Dominion documents that illustrate how to boot up devices, how to access the internet and whatnot. So let's go ahead and put up image number three. This is the first one. This is the RAID and BIOS setting. RAID is, is the configuration of the hard drive. BIOS is basically the, the operating system, getting in behind the operating system to mess with things. Talk about the steps in which you, you boot it up. The interesting thing about this, though, is that it talks about a boot up that, <laughs> listen, you don't want people knowing how to access the BIOS. If, if you, you <laughs> how do you have a secure system? How do you have, and this is why I, I wish Joe was on, um, Mr. Producer's trying to get him. Basically, when your computer crashes, this is a very 40,000 foot view. When your computer crashes and you need to fix it and, and you look on it and say, how do I fix it? And it says like, hit F whatever, hold F, one of the F keys until you get a separate screen. That's to go into the BIOS. That's because something on the operating system has been corrupted and you need to go back and you need to reset it or work with the different um, configurations, set up the computer. It's more of a high level. It's not something that most uh, just casual consumers would have to go into. Um, Gall said, all oh, F4. Um, I, I'm not, I, I've had to do it a few times on my computer, um, but I try not to mess with it because I don't want to accidentally overclock something. That would be bad. The point being, if you have a machine and you just have instructions floating around for how to enter the BIOS, and how to start messing with things, how to just how how to make a separate hard drive be the boot drive. I mean, if, if you, I, I'm probably sound like an idiot because I'm not super super tech savvy, but just imagine that you're able to insert a little tiny flash drive. I mean, you've seen flash drives say they're tiny; they're they're barely even sticking out of the actual USB um, slot. We know that they had places to insert these drives. If you could insert the drive into these machines, you could go into the BIOS and you could boot from a different drive. I mean, just think about that. You have the Dominion system, which they say is secure. We've heard from lots of people it's not. But with these BIOS instructions, you could actually just launch a completely different hard drive, a completely different operating system, a clone. You could have a clone operating system where it's just changed a little bit. You do not want the BIOS login information floating around for people, just for anyone to use. That's insanity. I mean, maybe technicians should know it, but I, I can't even believe that they would put that to paper. And this is where the BIOS gets into play because the, one, the BIOS is one of the ways you can change passwords. Put up image number four. This is configure BIOS admin password. And I don't know what county this came from, but it said the county's computer should already have a BIOS admin password set. Only perform the steps if the password is not set or if the county wants to change their password. So this is huge implications because if Maricopa County has this document in their possession explaining how to change the admin password and the, and the document walks through the steps of what happens if they don't listen maricopa county under oath 
under a subpoena has publicly said they do not have the password. If they have this document in their possession explaining how to change the password if they forgot it and they haven't turned that over, that's obstruction. Absolutely obstruction. I mean, th this whole time we've been, we've been hearing that this admin password is this mythical thing. Dominion in the letter, go ahead, put up image number, what was it, image number two? Dominion in their letter said that it's confidential material. That they're not going to give you the password because it's confidential. Here on what this whistleblower is saying is a Dominion document, the admin password is not confidential. It's something you can you can change just by going into the BIOS. So what are we even doing here? I mean, <laughs> this is insanity. Uh, anyone can just change the admin password by going into the BIOS and th this little packet's floating around somewhere. These <laughs> Anyone who told testified under oath that these machines were safe and secure. There is no such thing as a secure machine when you can get into the BIOS and you can just change the admin password. It's just, it, it's just, it can't be secure. Now, maybe there's something I'm not seeing here. Maybe there's some, uh, <laughs> maybe there's something I'm not seeing here, but literally go back to image number four to configure an admin password. While in the BIOS setup screen, expand the security submenu. Select admin password. Select a password. Use at least eight characters. Click OK. Ensure that the That's all it takes? That's all it takes to set an admin password? <laughs> like, what are we even doing here? What are we even doing here? This makes no sense. Mr. Producer, have we been able to get Joe on the line? He just sent me a text just now saying that he's calling in. He sent that to me twice, right, right in a row. So he's trying his darndest. It's what happens when you drive on yeah. roads and, you know, cell signals. And yeah, stuff moving like that. very, very always fast. Moving. They're always moving. So I found always, always moving. Here, like, that's disturbing, man. Thinking about how somebody can go in and just change passwords on a system that runs your votes. Who, who can make those changes? Yeah. You know what I mean? It could be anybody if you just knew how to get into this system. It's terrifying. All you got to do is boot it up and hit F2. That's all you got to do. It's crazy. Apparently. And if you're a hacker of any sort of salt out there, right? I mean, those are basic things that you're going to run through on your hacking checklist because that's yeah. what those people do, right? They, they look for those vulnerabilities. And I mean, it's like, yeah, it's like this one almost has one built into it. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying like it, it kind of is, but it's not. But I mean, go. Go back to image number three. It actually is built into it. Um, look at line six. Click integrated devices, set USB 3.0 setting to enabled, and click OK. The instructions to boot it up literally tell you to turn on the USB input. It literally says, make sure the USB 3.0 is enabled. <laughs> this is insane. Is it supposed to have a, a USB input? I, I, it shouldn't. I mean, maybe that's on the actual board and they're okay. and they're using just a thumb drive. But that's you would weird. think that if they're making this, I mean, I'm not a huge whiz with computers, but I would never set my boot drive up to be a, a, US, a USB drive unless I'm you're talking about what like one of the Raspberry Pis I have floating around the house. Um, no, you, you wouldn't. You, you wouldn't do that. I don't know. And, and like, go back to it. Go back to it. Um, image number three. In the iDRAC settings menu, click Network, set Enable NIC to Disabled. <laughs> Make sure you disable the networking interface card. <laughs> I mean, that networking interface controller. Make sure you disable it. These are people who have testified under oath that the machines cannot physically connect to the internet, that there is no dongle, there is no way to connect to the internet whatsoever. And yet the instructions for how to boot up say, make sure you disable the network interface controller. The network interface controller, um, we go ahead and put it up on my screen. We'll just give you the Wikipedia definition of it since I'm not huge into tech. It basically is, it's your network card either a local area, a LAN, Ethernet, um, or or it could be wireless, right? Or some other dongle I don't even know about. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Didn't they say that that didn't actually exist 
on the machine. That's what they said. That am I wrong in that? Because tell me if I am. Because that was something that they testified to, as I recall, that yes. did not exist, which is... It was in that video whoa, that we just played. Whoa, whoa, Testifying under oath. Testifying under oath that it cannot connect to the internet. And yet the instructions, which, again, maybe these instructions are faked, but they... <laughs> listen, these are things that... It's going to take some a lot, a lot of time to fake some of this stuff because that video included back-end footage from the actual system itself. Now, you, you can't testify under oath that the devices cannot physically connect to the internet and then include in your boot up instructions to make sure that the NIC is turned off. It doesn't work that way. These devices have the ability to connect to the internet. That's what an NIC, network interface controller, is. To network with other devices. Why would you need to network with other devices if they're just counting votes? That that this that's, is that's weird stuff, man. I mean, all of the, they labeled the uh, the show and people on the show conspiracy theorists because we had kind of made such claims, right? We were thinking that that was something. If it connected to the internet, can be hacked. Anything connected to the internet can be hacked. But are we seeing that this is actual evidence that that's the case? Yeah, uh, hold on. I, I don't. I don't know. Oh, we got a call. It might be Joe. Joe might have been able to call him. This is just. It's getting to be too much. I'm tired of being right about these machines. Machines I've never even held in my hand. Just looking at the work of other people. I'm tired of being right that they can connect to the internet. I'm tired of being right that they are vulnerable. Um, you cannot have a secure him, system Chief. if there's instructions for the BIOS that let you turn on the network. <laughs> you just can't have it. So we do now have on the line, finally got him, Mr. Joe Oltman, driving through Americana. Joe, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? Sorry about that. I, I ran through a place with no uh, service. On my way it's down okay. to you, Mac. It's okay. It happens. It happens. So we just went through the letter from Dominion, basically saying you yep. can't subpoena us because we're not public. The letter from Maricopa County, which read like a mean girl letter of we're not going to give you anything because we don't want to. We went through Code Monkey, where he released the, the whistleblower, the documents on, on how to get into the BIOS of the machine, how to change the admin password, how to toggle on and off the network card on the machine. Um, <laughs> it, it's getting yeah, really yeah, hard but, to, to, to believe these yeah. people. L listen, it's heating up all over the nation. Everyone knows that the election was stolen. Everyone. Everyone. And, and, and I'm just going to say it, that Coomer was the useful idiot, right? I mean, they have a lot of useful idiots inside of the, this entire deal, but they've all come together. You saw, I don't know if you saw the, the, Gateway Pundit, um, the, the Gateway Pundit article, which, which tied Jennifer Morrell to Eric Coomer at his house on August 20, uh, 22nd of 2018. Yeah, so we, we mentioned that, that yesterday. We mentioned that yesterday, and I don't know the cast of characters. I just know that these are people you've been mentioning for weeks or months. Talk, talk about that. Yeah. Walk us through those images. So the, the, the big thing is that Jennifer Morrell works for an organization that, um, you know, quote-unquote election integrity organization that's backed by George Soros and other dark money environments, right? And so she was at Eric Coomer's house at a barbecue with the Colorado – Secretary of State's office employees and the county clerks that all are using the Dominion voting system. So that, that's not, and that was two years prior to the election. And so we know that the things have come up in Georgia and in Arizona that are tied back to Jennifer Morrell, but now we see the deep-seated just friendships and, and basically organized crime that's happening all over the nation. I mean, look, we're, we're dealing with really, really, really unsavory people. And these aren't just Democrats. You have Republicans as well. I mean, at this, this barbecue, quote-unquote, is Matt Crane, whose wife worked for Dominion Voting Systems, and before it was Dominion Voting Systems, Sequoia Voting Systems, even before that, for 16 years, right? And if you remember, he's the one that said, oh, nothing to see here. You guys don't understand what's in the election machines. They're going to continue to double down until we finally say that we've had enough. And we do not have to go through a corrupt court system. Are you there? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. 
so so I, I think that we just have to make a decision that we're willing to say no and get out, right? When, when, you, when you're faced with a system of persecution, when you're faced with a system that has so many bad things, like going through all of the election things that, that uh, with the whistleblower and telling us what the BIOS is and the fact that they, that what's more significant is the fact they said it wasn't connected to the internet, that it didn't have the ability to have remote access, but we found out that that was a lie. And then you look at the fact that Dominion's coming out flaunting, saying we don't have to, we don't have, we don't have to abide by a lawful order from a legislative group of a state that they're doing business in. That just shows you how tilted our entire system is, and that we live in a lawless society. So if we live in a lawless society, we just walk in there with our truck and a thousand people in each area, and we promptly walk these people out there and we restart. Because if we're in a place right now where it doesn't matter, then it doesn't matter for either side. And, th and there's some other stuff, Max, that you should probably know about that I think that is important for us to, to concentrate on, and that's all the other information coming out. You know, you have the stuff by Seth. Uh, I don't know if you saw uh, uh, Seth uh, Kaschel, which is um, who built a report that shows that as many as 8 million votes were stolen, and that doesn't count the ones that were flipped using the, uh, the voting systems, right? And and here's a guy that that literally I don't I don't I don't know how you discredit him I don't think you can, but we we're definitely at that place right now where the temperature is so hot that I I don't see any other I don't see any other choice than for it to go massively kinetic um, across the nation I think people are tired they're tired of the lies they're tired of this illegitimate presidency they're tired of the corruptness and the things that are happening in in the, not only the legislative branch but also in the judicial branch. I mean, you have the Department of Justice is trying to step in the middle of things that are happening on a state election and, and trying to give guidance and warn other states not to do the same type of audit that was done in, in Arizona. This is complete fraud. It's complete fraud. And now the police and the people in the military and the people in our government are going to have to make a decision. And that is, do we stand with the people or do we stand with this tyrannical group of people that has basically, in essence, um, created a coup against the American people? And I think that you're going to find that those 80 million people that did vote for President Trump are going to step out in the streets here very shortly. And we'll just stop paying taxes. We'll stop going to work. We'll stop doing the things to show them that, hey, it is we the people. Yeah. So one of the things we looked at while we were waiting for you to get connected was the, was um, those code monkey documents showing how to how yeah. a, a county or a state, whoever has the machines, the instructions from Dominion, on how to set up their admin password. So it right. appears if that document is accurate and if Arizona is in, if Maricopa County is in possession of that document and had that document and set up their own, their own um, password, it appears like the, the statement they made to, to the state Senate claiming that we don't have the password to give you. It seems like it's a lie because either they, they created the password or at the very least, they have the instructions on how to change it if they forget it. All this time, they've been saying that Dominion has it, Dominion has it, Dominion has it. Dominion has been saying, it. oh, no, yeah, it's ours. We have it. It's proprietary. It is confidential. And now we see from this document that it's not confidential. It can be changed in the BIOS very simply. And it, it seems like this has just all been an attempt to try and try and play like a, like a shell game to stop them from getting the admin password to the machine, stop the auditors from getting it. Because it seems, I mean, when someone is that nefarious and, and is that um, dedicated to hiding the truth, you have to presume that they're doing it for, for a pretty sinister reason. Can you think of any good reason for Maricopa County to hide the, the admin password or the ability to change the admin password from the state Senate? Can you think of any good reason for that? No, there, there is no good reason. And why would you have a contract written by Dominion, ESNS, Smartmatic, and other election machines that prohibit them from having transparency with the American people? That everything that they are doing is on purpose to make it look like you have free and fair elections, make it look like you have freedom. But what we're seeing all over the nation is not only do we not have free and fair elections, not only was your voice stolen, but now they're using these same laws and these same environments to steal everything else from us, force facts in our throat, create a... Yeah, oh, we're losing them. Razi mentions the vaccine. That's when the powers that be start taking him off. 
taking him off the air. Um, well, Mr. Producer, take him down. Let's see if we can get him reconnected. And we, when we can get him reconnected, we'll bring him back on. Um, apologies, everyone. Joe is traveling. He is traveling, so he is going in and out of cell coverage. Um, in and out of cell coverage. Yes, we can hear you now. Okay. So not only do we feel, let me go back to that thought, feel like we have uh, a free and fair election or, or th that they're stealing the, the uh, voice of the American people, but they're also stealing every other one of your individual freedoms and using big corporations as a proxy to take away your constitutional rights. They're using them to censor people. They're using them to take away even Second Amendment rights, Fourth Amendment rights, violating everything about the tenets of what makes our country our country. And so at this point, I think people have just, they're, they're past the point where they're fed up. They're not going to just walk in the street and hold a rally. There's no interest. You know, they, they want action. They want people in this country to make a decision. If you're in the police and you stand up for this radical leftist agenda, then you become the, then, then you're, you've already chosen sides. You've already said, hey, look, we're the Americans over here. You guys are the communist Marxists over here. I'm just doing my job, right? It's no longer an acceptable thing that we're going to hear from the police department. I'm just following orders, no longer acceptable. Either you stand up for the rule of law and the Constitution in our country, or we'll throw you out. And that is where we're at right now, Max. That is where we're at. And that's why the information that, that uh, Ron put out there is so, so powerful. That's why the information that Seth put out there is so powerful. That's why the, you have President uh, Trump that, that published an email today saying, hey, listen, here's the stuff that came out with Seth, from Seth. This information is not only important to, to look at, but how are you how are you going to discredit him? We are dealing with massive mass a volcano of fraud of fraud uh, evidence that that came out before and is coming out even more more so now. So I, yeah. I mean, look, I I think I think we're minutes away. I think we're inches away from a, a very kinetic movement where the people in this country realize that the people in positions of power and authority have created a criminal enterprise similar to what you see down in Mexico. It's meant to strip the American people of their voice and the ability to stand yeah. up for the rule of law. Yeah. Now, there's some other there are... things that you should know about that I'm going to, I'm going to throw out there if I can. And that is, sure. we have evidence, we have video evidence, right? Of the DA in Portland, Oregon, pay attention to this, the DA in Portland, Oregon and factions within the police department, literally working hand by hand hand in hand, side by side with Antifa. They have created a, a criminal syndicate, and they are using Antifa as a proxy and the police as a proxy on both sides in order to persecute and go after people, go after churches, to basically push people into a place of fear. They're acting like a cartel right now. And the DA in Portland is absolutely 100% complicit in that behavior. And this is happening, by the way, right under our noses. It's not only the most unsafe city in this country, it is literally being run by criminals. And Antifa is now yeah. protecting the house of the DA, protecting the office of the DA in Portland, and we're doing nothing about it. The feds aren't doing anything about it because the amount of corruption that we're dealing with at a state and federal level is unbelievable. But we have video now. We have video that proves that the police are working in concert with Antifa and not just attacking people that disagree with them and not just creating this propaganda that the Proud Boys are some racist, which they're not, right? but literally letting Antifa go to churches, letting Antifa go to specific events where people are, are gathering to worship and they are attacking parishioners and they are attacking those churches and the police are a part of it. They're literally, yeah. they're, they're literally arresting those that fight against Antifa and Antifa is using the police as a battering ram against innocent people. That's happening in our country right now. Yeah. I'll remind everyone, this podcast is sponsored by AirMake Care Network. AirMake Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your household should any of you any of you ever suffer a medical emergency and need to be airlifted to a hospital. We don't get to choose when medical emergencies come up, and you never know when you're going to need to go to the hospital. Anyone who's ever been taken to a hospital by ambulance, you know how expensive it is, and you know that your insurance usually won't cover it. Well, it only gets worse when you have to go to a hospital by helicopter. Well, Air Medicare Network exists to make sure you don't have to worry about the cost. You don't have to worry about the $50,000 plus dollar, uh, bill to be airlifted to a hospital. For just $85, you'll get coverage for your entire household for one 
year. It works out to be less if you're a senior citizen, less if you buy three or five years at a time. And as long as you're flown by an AMCN provider, you will not pay one cent for that medical transportation flight. So you're going to want to go to the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily. And when you use promo code daily, you'll get up you'll get up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card, depending on how many years you sign up for. Again, that's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. I want to let you know, Joe, that Wendy Rogers, she's a state senator from Arizona. She's been very vocal since Maricopa County and Dominion defied their subpoena. Go ahead, put up my screen, Mr. Producer. I want to show a couple of the different tweets from Wendy Rogers, state senator. She said, I would have ha- I would have arrested all these people already if I had the power to do so. I vote to arrest, arrest and put them in solitary. Then she wrote, Patriots activate, they're acting guilty if it walks like a duck, dot, dot, dot. And then this last one, I would like to know if we have enough solitary confinement cells in Arizona available for the entire Maricopa Board of Supervisors and the execs at the fraud machine company. We are going to need a lot. Can't speak to the constitutionality of putting someone in solitary, but uh, she's certainly going out. The challenge, though, Joe, is that in order, my understanding, in order to vote to hold them in contempt, they would need to go into session. And right now the Senate is out of session. So we're in a weird, we're in a weird no man's land. If they just, they just defied a lawful subpoena and the, yeah. the state Senate is unable, technically unable to vote to hold them in contempt because the state Senate went out of session. What do you think of that? Yeah, but I, I think that there is a way around it. They have put, uh, they have put this in front of the AG um, in Arizona, and the AG is running for Senate, and he has an obligation right now to pursue these charges against these people for defying these these legal uh, subpoenas. So the and the the other part is is that the Senate can actually come together and create a quorum. They can call themselves to order. There are ways they can call themselves to order and call themselves into session and even move against the. Um, the governor of Arizona. So that is a possibility as well. And in other points where you start to see that the lawlessness in our country, which basically says the rules are for me and not for thee, I get to basically violate and do whatever I want, that, that we get to persecute people with, with impunity and there's nothing you can do about it. At that point, the people in the state of Arizona can actually walk in and kick these people out. They can walk in and kick the, legally kick, kick them out. Each one of the, the different senators in Arizona w- would have that ability. That The Constitution is very, very clear, right? At what point we become corrupt, at what point they violate the law, that we have a right, we have an obligation as the people of our country to take it back. We are not their slaves. We are not their slaves. We are not their sharecroppers on land. We are not to say, hey, get back to it. We'll take care of this. You guys just stay in your lane. That is not how this country is run. And we're dealing in a constitutional crisis right now. So if the people think that, hey, there's nothing I can do about it, we have to take it to court. We're long past the part where we can take it to court because the court is compromised. They have developed their own fraternity and they're going to do whatever they want. And they've proven that starting way back in not only just 2020, but all the way back into 2016 and 2017. The amount of corruption we're dealing with is is, is far outside of that. So I do believe that there's no precedent for it because our country has never been in a place where it's so compromised with evil and sadistic people. And that's where we're at right now. And we've got to get yeah. to the place where we just recognize it. We recognize it. And we just say, look, the sacrifice is worth it. We have to stand up. There are more things that we have to get done. And we just fight against it. We don't, we don't have to accept tyranny. We don't have to accept this at all. We can just stand up and say no. We can stand up and say we've had enough. We are not an elephant with a string tied to a fence that's not even in the ground standing behind us saying we can go nowhere. We can go somewhere. We can take back our country very quickly by kicking out these corrupt individuals. And, 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 and by the way, the Constitution's also very clear on that. We keep thinking that we have to walk ourselves in the corners. We don't. We don't have to accept it. And I don't think the Senate has to accept it either. And I think the AG in Arizona has an obligation to have these people arrested. And if he doesn't have an obligation to get them arrested, then they need to walk around, go to all the sheriffs, and have the sheriffs arrest them. And then the people in the country, in that state, need to rise up. And by Max, I truly believe 
that we're in a place right now that we are, again, inches, we are hours, we are minutes, we are weeks, whatever you want to measure it in, we are very close to that place where this country will literally just not accept what we're dealing with as far as our leadership, and we will throw them out. We are very, very close. This is not a matter of, of whether or not we, we want to get to that place. We, are, we recognize that we're there when you have nothing but liars and a weaponized media and tech systems that are weaponized and used as proxies against the people. I mean, how do you live in a society where elections are run by private corporations and those private corporations say you have, you, you have no right to audit that even though the, yeah. you have the right to audit it, basically they're using the loophole being if Maricopa County had um, if Maricopa County had hired people in-house to create Dominion, if they created their own in-house version of Dominion voting systems, then all that would be covered. But the sheer fact that they contracted out to a private company to do this public job, Dominion says that is why they are not bound by public records. Listen, we can't have a country. We can't have a republic. We can't have a society. No. If, no. if, if these kinds of loopholes, technicalities, allow them just to obscure public records. I mean, if, if Dominion Voting Systems gave a password to Maricopa County, whatever, however that was done, whether it be verbally, whether it be in writing, by email, that is a public record. It's a public record. To say we're not going to give it to you because it, it's secret, na-na-na-boo-boo, is not a, it's not a legal argument. It's not a constitutional argument. And we, before you got on, I went through a couple of cases from other states of private corporations that had this similar argument and failed because they were doing a public good, uh, a public job. Um, I don't think it's as strong as Dominion believes it, it is. I think that they're hoping, I think they're hoping that Arizona Senate won't go into a special session. I think that they are hoping that even if they do, that the couple of rhino holdouts will not vote to enforce the subpoena. And that they'll just be able to, to to ride this out, which is why, again, we are running a fax blast today because as great as these local state level audits are, we need to audit everything. We need to audit the whole thing. And it, it, we, we must have a net nationwide audit with subpoena power. So join the fax blast today. Demand it. Because, listen, the American people deserve the truth. Whether Joe Biden was duly elected or not, the American people deserve the answer. Not to be stuck in this limbo of, of it, all this evidence of voter fraud coming forward. And every time you're right about to right about to land that finishing blow, something swoops in to stop it. No, we, we need answers. So join the Facts Blast today. Link is in the comment section and will be in the description when we post the audio later. So, Joe, we're almost out of time. You're on the road. You're on your way to me. Yeah. I'm coming How down that there drive? so we can actually go visit where it's long. I, I'm coming down there so that I can actually look at the the uh, ranch. I'll be going through and we'll go live tomorrow while I'm down on the ranch. You'll probably hold down the fort there and then I will go to the, the uh, ranch and try to go live there with you. Um, but uh, And then obviously you'll hopefully we can get you out of there and, and as soon as the, we're off, just get you down there. We'll probably go live again uh, with Max and I down at this ranch near the border so yeah it's it's what's what's pretty crazy about uh coming down there is that are you there max yeah i'm here yeah i'm here okay but what's really crazy about this is that i've gotten to meet a lot of really great people and i don't know if you saw the video uh, but i was in arkansas a couple days ago and and uh the amount of support that you have the american flags that are everywhere you have big banners, billboards that say Trump won. Um, you know, I want people that are listening to this podcast to recognize that we are winning. We are absolutely winning. We know how this ends. And these liars and cheaters and, and pedophiles and rapists and closet, closet racists, these people that are trying to divide our country, they will not stand. We will push them back into their closets, back into their basement, where they can go back and try to, you know, connive up some sort of of new uh, uh devilish plan but for right now i just want you to know that there's an immense amount of hope as i drive across the country um and there's an Im immense amount of just uh, 
of people speaking out and showing everyone that, hey, we're not afraid. Biden is not a legitimate president. This is not a legitimate group of people that are running our country. They are running it into the ground on purpose. And it's about time that we stand up and take it back. And I've had multiple conversations with people just in, in restaurants and, and walking into even gas stations. And just the sentiment here is, hey, just keep doing what you're doing. Keep going down that path. We're, we're there to support you. And uh, so it's great. I mean, it's been, it's been amazing to see. But nobody should be discouraged right now. Nobody. There's so much information coming out. It's just like a waterfall. And it's not like the waterfall of uh, November uh, 3rd or 4th or 5th or right afterwards. It, it, that's not the waterfall we're talking about. The waterfall we're talking about is one of absolute proof that you cannot, that you cannot dispute. We know these election machines are fraudulent. And so it's just been, it's been great to see. It's been great to see driving across the country. Pretty awesome, actually. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm I'm glad you got to to drive across. I mean, I I wouldn't wish that drive on my enemy. It's not very exciting, but you do meet good people if you stop and, and have the conversations. Um, I've just driven through those parts of Texas and other parts of Texas until you get to like the 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 really settled areas of Texas. It can be very very. I don't, I don't want to say boring because it, it it's it's beautiful for what it is, but uh. Definitely make sure you get some coffee in you. Um, feel free to have your yeah, wife we, slap we, you in the face we, if you start nodding off. Because <laughs> it can get we, a little boring. We have another. Yeah, yeah, and it is. But it's it's also beautiful out here. We're driving. We're about six miles from the border right now. So we'll be at the Texas border here in about six miles. But uh, here's so another really like exciting eight, thing. eight hours until civilization. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. We'll drive through a bunch of hogs, hogs and armadillos. Um, but but here's another uh, pretty big launch and, uh, that we should probably talk about, and that is that you know we have a, a tech team. We built it, right? So we built the platform, um, and we are collecting information inside the platform to bring patriots and people that you know understand how the election was stolen together to to basically circumvent big tech. But we launched uh, about three hours ago, we launched the deep rig um, for free. So you can actually go and watch the deep rig for free. Uh, we can have as many as 20 million, 30 million people watch it at the same time. We've made it available not only in the U.S., but across the, across the country. Um, and that is deeprigmovie.online. And, Max, the great part about it is that we had – we're literally – there's – probably 25, 30, 40 people a second that are signing up to watch this movie, which is, uh, which is pretty, pretty interesting. But it's, uh, it's a documentary that goes through people like Bobby Pitton, who is a quant, uh, you know, Javon Pulitzer, uh, 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 Mike Flynn, General Mike Flynn, uh, Patrick Byrne, um, uh, Matt DiPerno, who undercovered the things going on in uh, things going on in uh, Michigan. Uh, so the deep rig is now free and you can, you can become two things. One, you can get involved and actually watch the film, uh, watch the documentary. Um, but you can also become an ambassador, become a warrior that basically spreads the word to other people as well. It's, uh, there's, uh, but it's free. It's now free. You can literally go to deep rig online. That is not a, uh, awesome. A commercial. That is, yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, well, Joe, we're almost out of time, so I'll I'll let you get back to the road, and give me a call later. I know Lawman wants to figure out what's going on with uh with the border, so definitely put a text into him. Um, but call me later so we can we can figure out the logistics of border live stream tomorrow. Okay. All right. Perfect. Yep. Sounds great. All right. Drive safe. Take care. Enjoy the. The nothingness of Eastern Texas. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Thanks, Joe. Um, so before we leave for the day, um, obviously, big breaking news today. A Governor Andrew Cuomo has been found to have um, aggressively and sexually touched people. I'm not. What? What? What's the Mr. Brewster Josh? What's the official term that they're using? Is it? Is it sexual harassment? I thought it was misconduct. Let me look. Don't quote me on that. Misconduct. 
It's I I heard one of the examples. I mean, it, it's a combination of the physical and the verbal. Um, the definitions are changing. Basically, he's a creep. He's a pervy little creep. Um, from what I'm seeing, a lot of stories is he sexually harassed multiple women. Sexually harassed. Some people. Some people law. said he touched them. Some people. Some women said uh, he. I believe. I believe they the women. Their, their chestal regions. Really. At um, work. Yeah. That. I, I think that was. I, there was another one where he was rubbing his finger down their back. You're kidding. I was. I was trying to get it. He basically had this whole press conference today where he was. Yeah, yeah, I feel dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he was saying like, "Oh, he didn't do any of this, and he was actually trying to comfort women." Uh, I don't know if I buy that. <laughs> Whatever. He, he also had the line that these accusations, these false accusations against him, belittle legitimate sexual assault allegations, which wow. seems like an interesting thing, an interesting position to take. But everyone's been waiting for Joe Biden. He's the president of the United States. A a governor of a major state was just credibly found to have violated the law, though the attorney general said he will not be prosecuted, at least not by her. Um, so everyone's been waiting for Joe Biden to give his take on it. And we got a little bit of that, but it's not what you expect. Instead, he got angry at reporters asking about him about Cuomo and told them to shut up. Let's play that clip I just sent over to you, Mr. Producer. Thank you all. Thank you, Press for being here. Whoa, 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 whoa. Be quiet, please. I'm going to be speaking on COVID at 4 o'clock this afternoon, and I'll take questions on COVID and other issues after that. Thank you. Okay, Mr. President. Okay, we're all going to wait on bated breath for you. Um, you know, if, if Trump had done that, he would have been crucified. He would have been absolutely crucified in the media. Oh, Trump told a female reporter to be quiet. It would have been it would have been the end. They would have made it out to be the end of the world. So one more thing before we go. Um, I wanted to show this, not because it's really on topic at all, but this is the news out of Britain. Let's go ahead and put up image number zero, Mr. Producer. This comes from the Telegraph. The Telegraph announcing that vegans will be exempt from compulsory COVID-19 vaccines in the workplace because a, a tribunal over there declared that ethical veganism is a protected belief. So if you're ethically vegan, I guess you can't have the vaccine because the vaccine in some ways contains derivatives from animals. So if you are ethically vegan, ethical veganism, you are protected from compulsory COVID-19 vaccines in the workplace. So I want to welcome all of you to the ethically vegan podcast just by listening you are all now ethical vegans now listen we all fall off the wagon right we, we all make mistakes so uh, in your ethical veganism i'm sure you'll have a hamburger or two maybe a t-bone and that's okay we're, we're imperfect but at our core i think we i think we're all ethically vegan hey, i think uh, we, i would like to Josh, thank you, you now vegan? Oh, well, I like, I'd like to thank you for letting me know that I've become vegan. I, I kind of violated it at lunch today when I ate some chicken. I'm working on it. I'm thinking about getting rid of no, my we're, leather we're wallet. I'm working on it. I'm going to get rid of my we're leather wallet. I'm going to get rid of my leather wallet. Uh, I'm going to wear nothing but um, uh, like stuff made yeah. of plastic. And yeah. moving forward. I'm not a good I'm not a good I'm, ethical I'm, I'm vegan. I'm okay with this. I'm working on it. I mean, I'm not I'm perfect. not a good ethical vegan. Right. I'm actually a very bad ethical vegan. Pretty much every meal involves like animal products, but I'm working on it. I was gonna have I'm working on chicken burgers tonight, but I'm thinking now I'm just gonna go to like um, some dirt outside. Yeah, and, and just go. From I got there. I got one of those Blackstone grills. I love it. I know you not, showed not, me like the, with the griddles. So it's it's like it's like a yeah. it's like a Denny's. It has a big griddle. I made myself Crunch Wrap Supremes last night. You know what? I, I fell. I'm still I, I mad fell. at you I'm for sorry, the picture about the cheesesteaks too, because oh, as yeah. an ethical vegan, showing me pictures of that cheesesteak, first off, yeah, it was totally unkosher. Second, there was yeah. lots of meat and stuff like that. So yeah. really, I'm going to have to go to human resources on this one because I'm it violated imperfect. my ethical um, uh, veganism. In, in, in all, in all, like funny uh, as a joke, yeah, like we're not really vegans, but we are. For the purposes yes. of vaccine non-compliance, <laughs> but is that funny? Is that funny that in Britain they don't really care about whether you're religious or not? 
They don't care if you have any deeply held religious beliefs about the vaccine. But if you are ethically vegan, you are exempt. Interesting, interesting. Dos Signata says I, he had Taco Bell last night while pondering pondering veganism. What better thoughts to have while, while chowing down on a chalupa? I completely agree. We will all, we're all going to fall. And we're not going to be the best ethical vegans. But every day it. we wake I'm up and, and we try harder and harder. And yeah, by the way, we're exempt from COVID vaccine requirements. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe to the audio version available on Apple Podcasts, Google Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Podbean. If you have an iPod, iPod does anyone even have iPods? If you have an iPhone, iPad, or a MacBook, any Mac, Apple device, make sure that you leave us a five-star review on our podcast. Um, it has to be five stars. A couple people said they don't like me. That's fine. You can leave me a, a bad review. That's fine. But just give us five stars. Just give us five stars. Really, really do appreciate it. Uh, ch check out all of the links in the description um, as well as different ways to donate. We do have the link for um, our, our guest from the first hour, his great new book, Hollowed Out, Jeremy Adams. Make sure you check that out. It's on Amazon. If you're boycotting Amazon, you can find it on Barnes & Noble. And if you didn't watch the first hour, definitely go back and watch it. Really interesting discussion about COVID-19 and just the general decay of, of kids these days and how to fix it. Very good hour. And, and support him. Support his book. He's very proud of it. It's taken him a long time to write it. Um, so check it out if you haven't already. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Thank you for Joe for calling in somewhere in about to be East Texas. Remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country isn't over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.